<laughs> no, I was I was gonna say uh, I was wondering if I could give a shout out to uh, uh this is another wrestling podcast of my friend uh he uh, recently uh, passed away um uh, two weeks ago. Sorry to hear that. Uh, yeah. Um I don't know if you ever heard of the Blade um I forgot the name of the podcast here, but uh well it's called the it's called the Blaze, uh, the Blaze, the Blaze Melfonsky, the Blaze and Melfonsky podcast, wrestling podcast, and uh, my buddy Johnny, Johnny Magdaleno, Johnny, call him Johnny Blaze, Johnny Catfish, he goes by all sorts of damn nicknames, you know, all sorts of gimmicks, but uh, he has been doing his wrestling podcast since 2015. Um, this. Uh, this uh, past February 28th, he passed away. And, uh, yeah, so they had, like, a little tribute show, a tribute podcast to him uh, yesterday. So, uh, <clears throat> just, it's kind of tough right now. You know? Yeah, just you know what, man? Of, you saying that, I know I talked to you, I know I talked to you, like, last week. Um, honestly, yeah. bro, just for, to, for all of us, just a shout-out to everybody that's had a rough time through all this. Because yeah. it seems like lately that's it's been, um, I, although... You know the the a, a new era is definitely on the horizon. It's been tough the last couple yeah. of weeks with the amount of people that I've I've seen posts that have lost people recently, or somebody yeah, they know. So definitely. shout out to huge respect to everybody. May everybody rest in peace and everybody that's here um, remain healthy. Yeah. And you know, so as we yeah, keep chugging along definitely. in this this wild ride that what we call life, but you know, yeah. Anyway, so all right, man, cool, definitely. very cool, very cool. Shout out. So it's been a while, gentlemen. We, we haven't done this for a bit because we basically cut WWE out is really what is going <laughs> to happen. What's no, the point? Nobody's watching it, so it's like there's not a whole lot to talk about because, you know, we're going to get anything big like we were uh, back then. But uh, as we're here, AEW Revolution happened yesterday, so I'm ready to, to get into it because, oh, man, where do you start? Where do you start? We start wherever you want. We just start with the obvious and just kind of work backwards from there. Uh, uh, yeah. Sure, yeah. I'm talking to my wife. Sorry, I have to do a little uh, editing right okay. there. Um, yeah. Okay. We could we can totally start with the obvious and just kind of work backwards from there. So uh, the the main event. Everybody wants to talk about the main event. <laughs> I, I am uh, sure. And I, and and I was a little late uh, to it. I watched a little bit later than everybody else. I I just so I got to it. So I know everybody like I saw you guys post in our group chat, and then I was like. Man, I gotta get to like I was about I don't know. I felt bad when you started doing that because I was like, oh no, my I don't god, care. he hasn't uh, seen. It doesn't bug me. It doesn't bug me. I'm not, I'm not like that at all with spoilers. So I saw because I, I, I Mike actually texted me this morning and he was like, dude, have you watched it yet? And I was like, no, I'm in the middle of it right now. And he's like, oh, I want to, I want to get your thoughts. <laughs> so that's what I've been stuff. So, dude. <laughs> Whoever yeah. wants to start, whoever wants to bet, well, lead I, off. I, I, I totally, I will. Okay, so that that was not the way it was planned, right? There, there was no way was. that that's the way that that was supposed to go. No. So Tony Khan tried to play it off like it was the way it was planned, but uh, like, there's no fucking way. Especially the the worst part of the whole thing. I think I told you guys this morning when we were talking. Is Eddie Kingston selling like he was dead? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> It's, it's like oh. at that point you got to call uh, uh, an audible and you know he should have got up and they should have played it off like Kenny Omega fucked up the whole construction of the thing but that's not what they did so it looks well, so okay, much did you worse. guys see the exclusive video 
after, like that they showed on, I think it was like on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was, what was he awake? What was he like just knocked out? What was this? Because he was, well, John Moxley was talking to the camera. Eddie Kingston was right behind him. It looked like he was right. awake. So, okay. Right. So, I mean, not that it matters. Okay. But... So there's no way it could have, that's no, okay. I think they're going to play it off now like that was supposed to happen. And in fact, I did hear that, that they're going to turn that into a storyline. Like that's what was supposed to happen. But there's no way. There's no way, and and Mike's right. The, the way Eddie Kingston came down and like looking at stuff, and you you could tell he kept looking back at the timer to see when it was, <laughs> looking for his cue. That's what he was doing, dude. And then you know he's like, oh, it's there. So he just t- dives on top of John, and then the sparklers <laughs> go off. I mean, you know, it looked God. like it looked like Gilbert's entrance, bro. Remember Gilbert when oh, Gilbert would come yeah. out with the little sparklers? That's what it looked like. So I was like, what oh, is that's this? Exactly what I said too. <laughs> Looking at that, and then it was like, there's no way that was supposed to go, what happened. And then I think I, I typed this, and I know Mike was kind of the one responding. But I said, man, can you imagine what Eddie Kingston's saying to Mox right there when he's on top of him? Like, fuck, dude, what do we do now? Like, what do we say? And, and Mox just did like, bro, I don't know. Just sell it. Like, just sell it. So, I'm watching it. I'm looking at, at Chris, and I'm like, okay. This is like, you know, they've been piping this up, deathmatch, so this thing's oh going to explode. Something should happen, something cool. And then yeah. that happens, and I'm looking at her, I'm like, the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah. You, you know what's you know what, what's funny about it? I'm like, I've been, I you know what, all week I've been looking forward for this match. Well, looking the, the forward. match this itself was, like the was, was pretty good. The match itself was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, no, the match was pretty good. This was actually, according to my history... This is actually maybe the first death match probably since 2007 in North America because it could I, I could be wrong. What maybe was their if first you, match? Because they their last one ended with Kenny Omega laying in a bed of barbed wire. No, no, what, no, what was that? No, 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 that no. That was no, a I'm death match. About like, yeah, but you know what? I, you know, I keep forgetting Combat Zone Wrestling because they do a lot of death matches. Well, Lucha Underground did a lot of death matches too. Uh huh. I, I, you know what? And I'm, and I'm also thinking uh, of that one unaired episode of Wrestling Society X from 2007, and then the the XPW TV if show. You're talking, if you're talking about the gimmick with the barbed wire ropes and the explosions and stuff, you are correct. Yeah. Like I think ah. um, XPW or, or CZW were probably the last ones yeah. to do something like that. Um, uh-huh. But I don't know. Like it sucks because these guys work their asses off. They beat the hell out of each other. Took some hellacious bumps. I mean, yeah, that Death Rider off the apron onto Jesus. the board on the outside was just hellacious. Um, and it was brutal, man. Both these guys were busted open. You know, um, my my girlfriend who doesn't know a lot about wrestling is like, "That's fake blood, <laughs> right?" It's like, no. Yeah. Ex- you know, I, I explained to her. She's like, "I don't want to watch this." And like, I mean, it was uh. it was brutal, dude. But um. Just it just ended like a fucking popcorn fart, man. It was so <laughs> horrible. Yeah. Oh. And that's all anybody's gonna remember. Like this is yeah. WCW levels of bad, you know? Yeah, it was. Let's just say, like I think I I quoted you guys in the in our in the conver- in the DMs. I told them that this is the worst booking since WCW greed. <laughs> okay, remind me of that, dude. So I don't remember. I that was the last pay per view for WCW, right? Like what? Oh, yeah. I I mean by that point WCW was shit anyway. So is that the comparison? Yeah. Or what are you actually getting at? Because I'm I'm not remembering. I don't know. Just that last match was just I don't know. It's whoever I don't 
you know, I'm like, let's just say whoever was their pyro guy, they should just fire him. Seriously. Let's <laughs> just say whoever was a pyro guy. Another fire. thing I didn't like about the structure of the finish, the Good Brothers came out and that just went on way too long. And, and you know, they're beating them and beating them and beating them and. You know, finally, the one-winged angel through the chair. I just felt like that whole sequence just lasted way too long, and it, it kind of took something out of the match. I, I don't know. Like I was said, expecting the, somebody to run down and, and help him. Some, Lance Archer, somebody, anybody. I thought, I thought Eddie Kingston should have come down earlier, to be honest with you. <laughs> he, he should have come out yeah. a little bit earlier and gotten involved in a little bit of that mix. So it would have sure. had a reason. He, he got beaten, too, up a little bit, but not as bad. As, as Mox, so it's like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of beaten up. It would make a little bit more sense. Like, I'm a little beaten up. I know I got to get you out of here, but we ain't going to make it, so I'm just going to lay on top of you. That would have been the emotion part you wanted behind it. Yeah. But then right. the, the, the pyro yeah. had to work, too, for that you, to happen, you, but, you know. You know what's next? You know what's next? Seriously? You know what's next? And I have a feeling. A scaffold match. That's what's going to be next. <laughs> Gold yeah, Warriors and the Midnight Express, or what? Like, hey, hey, hey. I wonder how, how badly will they fuck up that one? <laughs> Tony Khan is a huge like ECW, uh, FMW uh, fan with with a lot of the shit that he does. But maybe they should take a bit of a break from stuff like this for for a minute, you know, and and just get down to the basics. Yeah. Wow, where are they going with this story? Because I mean, you, you had a build up. There's a reason you do this. This is mm-hmm. this. You would think this is the blow off be, between him and Mox. You, you would think because it's that big a that big a deal. That usually in other circles, that's uh, you know a cage match or that's hell in a cell, you know, kind of thing. So where do you go <laughs> from here? I almost wonder if the they're building a tag now with with Moxley and. Um... Kingston down the road, or, or maybe they, maybe those two go after the Impact Tag Team titles now because the Good Brothers are involved in this angle. I mean, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like Mox is a bit because I think Renee Young is ready to pop here, with, and so he's probably going to be off TV for a few months. And I think this was meant to get him off of TV for a few months, but Jesus, <laughs> like he was supposed to be exploded <laughs> and disappear, not this. You know what I mean? And guess so, but I mean, he was—I mean, he was pretty beat up. I mean, even sure. even in the thing where he went and Dan brought up the little IG clip that where he was like, "Man, he doesn't know how to build an exploding ring worth of shit." He <laughs> he was either still selling it when he was trying to get up, or he was a Jimmy like, "Dude, I hurt." Sure. One of the two, because like he at that point he didn't need to be selling anymore. Like like yeah. at all, he could have been like, okay, well this did, thing goes. Did you plan, see the? So. Did you listen to the part where he says, "I seen more explosion from a show on MTV and they just bleeped out the show." Uh yeah, uh, <laughs> on, well on the IG clip he says it off of ridiculousness. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is that what he said? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, with Mox off TV, maybe Eddie Kingston now chases uh, the title with Kenny Omega. Like maybe that's the next program with Kenny uh, Omega. I mean. Ultimately, I think Hangman Page is going to be the one to take the belt off Kenny. I don't know when that's going to be, but I think they're building for for that down the road. But we can get into all that shit too as we go on. But but uh, unfortunate, a, a pretty damn good match that ended so terribly, and that's well, all anyone's going to remember. That ending sucked. <laughs> hey, what what do you? Um, okay, so I mean, I get the barbed wire. Uh, that hurts. 
um, uh-huh. and, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say it probably wasn't wasn't gimmicked barbed wire because no. there was just far too much blood for it to be gimmicked barbed wire. And they looked at let's some, at some points legitimately like this shit hurts. Like you know they, I'll give them that one. The explosions, I'm not a fan of explosions. Cheesy because they look fake. Because it's very obvious yeah. they do it, so it goes out, and it's not it's not on you. Even it, you talked about the the drop onto the the wheel of death or whatever they call it, third level of hell or whatever it was called. Yeah. Um, onto that, and it was super obvious that the explosion was underneath them and just kind of went out and away from them. They, they were nowhere near it. Um, yeah, I saw the first one. I thought corny. Yeah, that that yeah. that's that's corny. <laughs> that's that's for show. I mean, I mean that—that's for gimmick. Definitely the explosions. There's no way there's going to be. Well, there's always an inherent danger because you're working with an explosive. You know, um, ask James Hetfield, right? But you know, you know, know, and the and the question remains too. I'm like, would they be able to pull this off in front of a live audience? There was a live audience there. No, no, but yeah, people. But yeah, but that that live audience in, in ringside, I'm like, that, that's probably most of the AEW it staff. Or, it's yeah, AEW roster. staff that's they, at, they, at ringside. They knew they know how to. Hey, okay, let everybody back. You know, if you put real fans in there, I don't think they'll be. You know, especially in ringside, I don't. I don't think they will do any of that deathmatch stuff. You know, Brian Alvarez uh, brought this up. Let me know uh, what you guys think. He said it would have been far better if they would have turned the lights out and then had those explosions go off because nobody could really see. You know, yeah. like uh, that would have been perfect. That the would have been perfect. Of the explosions, right? Time. Like it's yeah. dark, you just, it's almost like fireworks going off in the night, you know what I mean? So I think maybe the aesthetics would have been far more pleasing. It would have sucked just yeah. a little less. Just yeah. a little less, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, I think we, everybody wants to talk about the end, and you can only see how good the match was. I don't know if you guys have anything else you want to say about that one, but there was some other stuff that, uh, you know, to be talked about. On this pay per view, any any last thoughts on this one before we kind of move on? Uh, no, just I mean they worked their asses off. I thought one one really clever spot was that one winged angel and Mox to break the pin kicks the rope and it explodes. So Kenny yeah, Omega yeah. gets an explosion in his face. I thought that was a cool spot. Yeah, that was. Um, yeah. I thought their lights out match was way better though. If I'm being honest, at full gear uh, a couple mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah, yeah, man, I don't know. Hey, that, that Inferno match between Taker and Kane was a lot better than this crap. <laughs> what did Dave Meltzer – do you – Mike, uh, would you happen to remember what Dave Meltzer rated that match? Because he rated it pretty high, didn't he? Uh, Which one? The, the Lights Out match? The, um, all, the, the Lights Out first match, match, yeah. I think he did. I don't recall, though. I don't, I don't oh, okay. Dave Meltzer is a very big apologist, though, for AEW. I mean, yeah, even – I oh, listened yeah. to their – review of, of this show too and it seems like he was kind of trying to apologize for them quite a bit and mm. i thought this show was one of the weaker shows that they've put on in all their pay-per-views now they had a lot of bright spots which we'll get to but mm-hmm. there was some shit that's like been memed a thousand times over which we'll, we'll get to all of that too as we go but um a lot more ups and downs of this show than than typically oh yeah show is big time so let, let's go and talk about the other thing that was probably the biggest um, uh, thing was the, the Hall of Famer level or quality <laughs> star to join. <laughs> so, and, and I feel bad that you're saying that because I, I like I Christian. 
I like Christian, and you know he can work, and you know he's worth so much more than anything WWE has ever given him. He's sure. worth so much more than that. But yeah. it, it was like it, it was sold to be bigger than it than it was, and then you got oh, yeah. Kurt, then you got Kurt Angle who came in and, and basically teased that it was him. Uh, you know, so everybody thought, oh my god, like you know, I heard you know Kurt Angle, of course, he did that, and I've heard people like, yeah. oh Brock Lesnar, so Brock Lesnar's never leaving WWE, <laughs> or, or or even or even better, John Cena. Yeah, right. And it was like, yeah, seriously. Oh, I was you like, see the picture that said Vince McMahon is all elite. I said is that. Right? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I thought that was funny. I mean, Tommy Dreamer the, posted the, that. The, the that was Tommy Dreamer. Standard CM Punk rumor. Yeah, the yeah. standard CM oh, yeah, Punk rumor. Oh yeah, like always, like always. Yeah, you know. Like and it was Chris. Did he even wrestle? I missed that part. I I didn't see that part of the pay per view. Um. Yeah. Did uh? Did he? They just introduced him, right? He didn't yeah, do anything. He, he, he came out. And he had yeah. He had the clipboard, signed it, showed off his shirt. <laughs> Which I'm sure is going to be at least a, number three on Pro Wrestling Tees and moved on. Yeah, I'll work everyone. That was the team. I like the shirt. The I'll tell. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and then, you know what else I thought was kind of interesting? I don't know if you guys know this or not, but that was his TNA theme song he came out to. Yeah, yeah. I oh, wonder. Was it? Yeah, I did Once notice that. Once the big show was like, I'll tell you right now, this guy can outwork everybody. I knew it was Christian because every, like, pro wrestler behind the scenes – Always says Christian's like the best worker they've been in the ring with. Oh yeah. So. Overall, he's... and he he was one of the names thrown around. He, yeah. he was totally one of the names thrown around. Just everybody thought because he was in the Royal Rumble, everybody thought, oh, he signed with with WWE because he was in the right. Royal Rumble. That's what I he, he was in the Final Four at the Royal Rumble. Like he made it down to the to the last four. So we thought this guy's a lock. But they never agreed right. on terms. That they couldn't agree to they couldn't agree to anything. So he never had a contract. So that, that's how it happened. That's how it happened. I heard Tony Khan speak about it today, or he tweeted about it, or interviewed, or something. But he was like, "Yeah, I didn't know he was he wasn't under contract." And then a few weeks ago, it came up like, "No, he never actually signed a contract because they couldn't agree to terms." And so he was like, "Oh sh- shit, got Christian." You know, Christian is I thought Hall of Fame worthy. That's yeah. interesting. That's an interesting way to word that because I mean, Edge is already in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Christian was retired for a long time, dude. Christian should be in the Hall of Fame. As much as, as much as he's done, you know he should already be in the Hall of Fame, but he just doesn't get the recognition that Edge does. I mean, if fucking yeah. Coco beware is in the Hall of Fame, like Christian should definitely be in. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's uh, you know, the guy is a good worker. Now, some of the criticism that AEW starting to receive is they're signing a lot of old WWE guys. Yeah. Um. You know, Christian can still add some stuff. Sting, uh, which that's we'll talk much. about his role. That, that's the next transition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think with Christian, yeah, Hall of Fame. I mean, he should have been in the Hall of Fame a long time ago. Yeah, he should have been in the Hall of Fame a long time like, ago. Uh, like, it, it should have been Edge one year, Christian the next is what it should have yeah. been. Because it, it's, it, even if he's not the top tier, it should have been like, dude, Christian's in the Hall of Fame. Like, he belonged there. Oh, you didn't Absolutely. think he was going to wrestle again. He wasn't supposed to. He wasn't yeah. supposed to. He, t- he took advantage of the same stuff that Edge did to get back into shape. Edge started doing it and said, "Dude, I'm healing." So Christian said, "Let me on, let me on this yeah. you know, one." And that was you all Brian Danielson started all of that, or Daniel Bryan, excuse me, mm-hmm. <laughs> his no, real name. I just wanted one last concerto, yeah. one last concerto. That's all I wanted, seriously. Or a, or a five second or a five second uh, pose. pose. Yeah, yeah, just one <laughs> one last one. 
Got you. So that, that's there. And then Mike went up and, and brought up Sting. So we'll go ahead. We'll go ahead and, and go there. Um, I, that was entertaining, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I thought that was pretty entertaining. I thought this is one of the best things on the whole show. I, I, I thought it was really <laughs> well done, man. I, I, um, I did the way it shot the cinematography. It reminded me a lot of Lucha Underground. Um, you know, Sting. For what he can, for what they showed, it looks like he can still kind of go. Darby Allen is insane. So, I mean, some of the bumps that guy took in this match, dude. The one part that comes to mind is where. They're swinging him, kind of seesawing him, dude, and throw him dude. through that pane of glass. That was so cool. <laughs> like so I, 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 I marked out for that. I was like, dude, that's actually pretty cool. That's actually pretty cool. Hobbs and Cage there just swinging him, and all of a sudden, boom! I was like, dude, that's the coolest spot. No one's ever thought about that stuff. And I was like, <laughs> and that's a bump because of the way it was. You're like, that's a bump that he can take, and it's uh, for the most part pretty safe. Like I was like, dude, but it looks freaking cool. That was it freaking looks cool. cool. Yeah, right. Dude, uh, and then Swolverine getting Darby in a vertical suplex and walking him up the up stairs, the steps, holding dude, him up the entire nice. time. <laughs> Holy shit, dude! And then uh, that, that jump from the second window. Darby yeah. Did. Oh man, he had to be two Crazy. stories up. Crazy. How does he do this? Again, he's gonna uh, wrestle on Wednesday. I mean, I know they pre-taped it, but he's gonna wrestle Wednesday now. Like, fuck, dude. <laughs> So I, I think you're right in in saying that that match showed that Sting can still go, but it it also it kind of protected Sting yes, at the, at the yeah, same time. time. It, it did, which was cool. Like he can take bumps when he needs to, but he doesn't need to take these excessive crazy ones. So the, the, bombs. yeah, the criticism I, I have of that match and it's it's very minor is when they hit each other with anything else, you could tell it was like. You could tell it was gimmicked when they hit him, but like when he sure. was, when he hit uh, uh, when Ricky Starks, I can't remember if he threw something at Sting's the back of Sting's leg or if he kicked him, but you could tell it wasn't like a full swing. He's like, yeah. okay, here's here's a legend, He's, you know, probably a little bit fragile than, than you are at a twenty something year old. You don't want to hurt the man. Yeah, you know, exactly, and that's what it was. Yeah. And, and you looked at it and you're like, okay, Sting sold it well. The timing was good, but you could tell the strike was like it wasn't there. And then uh, Sting was doing it too. He was giving it back too. He hit Brian Cage with the with the shovel, and uh, it was like, okay, he hit him in a spot, and it's like, okay, that yeah, that's a, that's a safe spot. Not that I wanted him to hit him with a shovel, but you know, you could tell yeah. they were they were being <laughs> oh. safe with each other. Yeah. But you know, my, my question here is that, uh, where does Sting go from here? Because if he can't wrestle in the ring, are they going to keep wrestling? Are going to keep challenging him in cinematic matches from now on, or, or what? Well, but he did wrestle in the ring. I mean, you saw him take that big uh, power bomb from from Cage. And it, yeah, you know, it scared the shit out of me, dude. And, and it <laughs> did, but if you actually look at Cage, dude, Cage was pretty good at protecting him. Yeah, like he yeah. dropped him. He dropped 62 him. Sixty-two years old, he though, dropped dude. Him I was like, flat. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> sixty-two-year-old shouldn't be doing that shit. <laughs> yeah, man. But, he felt no, it the next uh, day, Tony bro. Khan, Sting said that Tony Khan had signed had signed him just to do these kind of cinematic matches, so. I think the smart play with Sting to answer um, Victor's question is uh, use him sparingly. I would not have him on TV every week from now on. I'd let him disappear oh. for a minute. You know, maybe the next pay per view you start, you bring him back a few weeks before to start building to whatever he's going to do next, whatever that so, may be. So, so you're you're trying to tell me that to build them just like the Undertaker for like these special yes. events? Yes, sure, absolutely. Why not? That that'll be good. He, be he can make appearances. 
he can make appearances and take a few, you know, punches and stuff like that. But that big cage bump, that was something special. And then, like I yeah. said, he took some bumps in that match and he got hit with some yeah. stuff. But you could tell that the guys really did their part. Everybody really did their part to protect each other as, as well as they could. Yeah. I I'm, trying to, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out who, whose truck was that. That was an old 90s F-150 Ford truck that Sting was driving. Hey, hey might be you his. Can... He's not He's not getting that big WWE money anymore. <laughs> you can see that stereo that had that. He's you can see that, that Ford F-150. You can see, you can see that stereo that says tape on there. <laughs> his Legends <laughs> contract has been terminated. Yeah. Well, the Legends <laughs> contract doesn't pay like a performer contract, so. We kind that's of right. Yeah, those legends contracts suck, bro. From what I hey, yeah, I know. That's why I said that, bro. <laughs> hey, uh, you know what I thought was a cool was a cool bump, and it was it was one of Darby Allen's. It was when the the match first started. Well, first of all, did you notice how Sting picked him up and threw him at Cage? Yeah, dude. <laughs> what a great way to start the match. Picked up Darby Allen and threw him at Cage. <laughs> that's how the oh, match yeah. started. <laughs> but it was Darby Allen when he was in there in the ring with I think Cage. Um, he jumped up on the top rope, jumped on the wall. And like basically yeah. leaped off the wall, almost like a coffin drop like type Spider-Man thing off the wall. Up. Yeah, dude, it was cool looking. It was like Spider-Man, he actually like he yeah. jumped up, he like springboarded himself off the wall that was there. I was like, <laughs> wow, that's pretty cool. I I heard I heard that um ninety percent of that direction of that match was was Darby Allen. That ninety percent really? of the actual the direction of the match oh. and the way that it looked and all that was all Darby Allen. Yeah, and was and what's and what's great funny, job. Yeah, no, and what's funny about this is that a couple years ago they gave an under interview where he's they told him why did you turn out a why you turned down a NXT WWE contract? Because to be honest, I'm not I don't want to I don't want to be wrestling for the rest of my life. You know, I got I I have plans to become a, a director. So he he did a good job on this. I'm like seriously, yeah. I, I, hey, <laughs> he has a future in, in directing films. That's the you know seriously, he has a, a bright future in directing films. The way how he did, if he if he did this 100, percent that more power to him. He has yeah, really, for sure. Real talent, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I thought that was uh, um. I thought it was a, it was a good match. It was it was well done. It, it was entertaining. It was yeah. totally entertaining. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. So uh, what 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 do you guys want to move to next? We, I mean, we don't just whatever your high spots are. We don't have to talk about everything. That's you know, we gave up doing that a long time well, ago. <laughs> If we want to talk about one of the most memorable spots <laughs> from this entire show, which has been memed a thousand times over, I sent you guys, I think, the clip. Uh, it's in that tag team battle royal, which I thought was terrible for the most part, except for the end <laughs> with Jungle Boy and, and um, give Phoenix. Me, give me more. <laughs> give me more of that match. Yes. Oh, yes. But 100%. fucking Evil Uno <laughs> taking that Hurricane Rana from Marco Stunt. <laughs> he runs full speed and hits his head into the... <laughs> Like, that is this botchamania for years, bro. <laughs> Dude, it's so bad. Still better than Mongo, bro. Still better than anything like oh, Mongo. Jeez. Mongo, yeah. But when, when you're, like, if you're, if you're trying to get your buddies into wrestling and they're over at the pad... And they see that shit, they're going to leave, dude. <laughs> We're not watching this or, shit. Hey, or even worse, watching the Dark Order just throw punches at somebody. Oh, Remember that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> trying to, well, we tried to hurt Dustin, bro. <laughs> but uh, no, okay, yeah, that's another one. And Mike said this a bunch, but uh, that's another one you got to call an audible, and just be like, "Dude, he missed." Like, just just move yeah. on. Yeah. Like at 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 worst, he could have just said, "Okay, he kind of he kind of slipped with it," because Marco, I don't think Marco pulled it off exactly like he was supposed to. 
but no, Uno he, reacted he must... late, so it really could have just been like, okay, I just take a tumble. <laughs> it it would have little uh, looked a lot better if he just decided I'm just gonna take a tumble off the apron onto the floor. It would have looked a lot better. It? Yeah, and, instead let me <laughs> run towards this thing. And at that hey, point, hey, you know, hey, you know what's funny though about that? It reminds me of like the, the old standard Ric Flair uh, pose. You know where he goes. Uh, he goes over the top rope. Yeah, yeah. Oh, before, yeah, you know, he close island. Then yeah. he goes oh, from one, yeah, from one quarter to another quarter. Goes over the top. Then just whole dude grabs him, just throws him across the ring. Yeah, it kind of reminds me how he Rick Flair will run through the. You know what I'm talking about? Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but somebody said this was like Shawn Michaels selling for Hulk Hogan at SummerSlam <laughs> in 2006. <laughs> Are you sure, or, or, or was it? <laughs> or, or was it The Rock over uh, over anytime over he gets a stunner. stunner? Yeah, anytime he gets a stunner. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you remember that SummerSlam match with Hogan though? Oh, Shawn yeah. Michaels was just flip, totally overselling. Yeah, on purpose, dude. Ugh. Yeah, but. um, man, uh, we we say this, but in in reality, if you were in the same spot, I I mean, you you would just be stuck. Like, do what I do. Yeah. <laughs> like, I so the only thing I give him credit for, sure. for is that he thought, okay, I'm going to do this, and because it was in the split moment. <laughs> but uh, you know, we say that, but like it's so easy. Moment. But in, in the spot, knowing like, dude, this was supposed to happen, and it totally didn't. Like, what do I do? I'm going to run this way. Okay, <laughs> just like, ah, uh, jeez. Oh man, that uh, the, the ladder match. We're going to talk about that. Sure, go the for it. The brass ring. Which for the brass ring, that big donut. What do you think of the brass ring, dude? I mean, first of all, like <laughs> that's just another knock at WWE. Yeah. Like, reach for the brass ring, you know. Hey, and they put that ring. Remi- that ring at the top. That ring reminded me of Homer Simpson, one of those True House of Horror uh, episodes, where the devil turns his his head into a giant oh, donut. Shit. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody was saying like like a Sonic the Hedgehog ring, and then <laughs> it's true. But the, 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 uh, the mystery guy is uh, all ego. Ethan Page from TNA or Impact, I no, guess. No one cared. That's what's no. sad is no one cared. No, I mean only like hardcore wrestling fans know who that guy is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, but you know what? This match had a lot of crazy spots too. I mean, the one that comes to mind immediately is that Canadian destroyer or oh, Mexican Pen- destroyer, I Pen- guess. Pen- yeah. It's Pentagon. Yeah. On the, uh, who was that? Was it Cody? Cody. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was pretty uh, nuts. That was crazy. Hey, the, the sound when, um, I think it was Ethan page through, uh, Scorpio sky under the ladder that Lance Archer oh. was, was sandwiched in. Oh my yeah. god, the sound alone. I was like, ooh, sound alone made my back hurt. I the one like, thing I hated geez. about that spot, though, dude, I, I don't know if you guys, like, I'm sure you saw this, but Lance Archer, it took so long to set that spot up, and Lance Archer's just sitting there for, like, it felt like 20 minutes. <laughs> just, <laughs> just waiting for that dude to get thrown on him. But other than that, I mean, like I said, Scorpius guy got thrown out to the outside he goes crashing through um a ladder bridge a lot of brutal bumps in this match um uh sloppy at times like especially that cody cutter on pentagon even jim ross was like well that's the ugliest cody cutter you're ever gonna see yeah <laughs> but uh 
It was a fun match, and I think the right guy won the match. He's yeah. talented. He's been off of TV for a while, right? Anyway, I don't know about Dark. Like, I, I can't, I can't speak yeah. for Dark, but he, he hasn't been on Dynamite yeah. in a while. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm glad to see him get the push, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him take the strap off Darby, and, and they use the injuries as the reason why Darby lost the match. But um, I don't know. We'll see how that plays out on Wednesday. But uh, as far as all those guys go, I thought the right guy won the match. Yeah, as far as all those guys, yeah, you need to give Cody a break because everybody knows he's the executive vice president. This guy can't challenge for the, um, you know, for the for the world title, so he he needs a break. Well, he's he's kind of the face well, of the company right now. Well, what if he turns heel and just and goes back at his, uh, you know, that that'd be like the perfect way to go, to turn heel on. He's having a I'm baby, bro. He's not going to turn heel right now, but yeah, oh, I mean, you don't down, know. down the line. Oh, we don't know. <laughs> Hey, speaking of which, let, let's let's talk let's talk Cody for a minute. Did you guys watch the Shaq thing? I saw some uh, clips from it. No. Yeah, I didn't get to see it. Did you watch I that? I saw Vic? the power bomb and I saw the bump for the table. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Vic, what did you think? How do you think Shaq did? Uh, you know what? He sold it pretty well. I gotta admit, though, he sold it pretty well. I was very surprised he was able to take that bump. It was very limited with what, what Shaq did. If we're if we're comparing Shaq uh-huh. to Pat McAfee, Pat McAfee wins hands down. For oh what, yeah, what no, Pat McAfee did. Doubt, but I mean, for being as big and I'm sure kind of difficult because of his size, I mean, he did some stuff that was like, all right, yeah, that's believable. That's that's totally believable that a guy that yeah, big yeah. would be able to do that to even to a professional wrestler. Like it wasn't any, yeah. it wasn't well, anything it, crazy. If you remember the aftermath when he went to the ambulance and then Tony Schiavone opened the ambulance door, he's like, oh, where is he at? You know, and what the funny part about that, somebody recorded something on TikTok. They recorded Shaq going on another, escaping from the ambulance in another door. Oh, really? In the ambulance. Yeah. Which is pretty funny because I, I was like, why does it make it seem like, like, okay, well, something must have happened there. I don't know what happened there. Yeah, I don't understand <laughs> what they were but doing I mean, with that. Like, like uh, yeah. he's not here. I don't know what happened. Like, dude, let's not get WWE here. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, this isn't no, but, but You know what? But this is the thing, though. When you're in a live audience, what I would have done, I would have just drove, driven that thing maybe around the stadium. Okay, should I get out? Boom. Come back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, especially when it's live, uh, live audience. Come okay. On, well, hold on, though. Okay. So we, we didn't see them put him on a gurney or anything. And yeah, he sold the yeah. table pretty well. And yeah, yeah, you're not used to that. So you went through two tables, you know. Yeah, okay, you're gonna sell the fact that like, oh man, that hurt. Um, so he was out. I mean, he was knocked out from the table. But conveniently, when they load him in the ambulance, conveniently he pulls his legs up so they can close the door. Yeah. <laughs> Did you notice that? Because <laughs> he's yeah. so damn tall that conveniently, like, he moved his feet in <laughs> so they could close the door. <laughs> I caught that yeah. part. And I was like, man, that's kind of sloppy right there. But yeah, okay. Um, anything else in the ladder match? I'm trying to think what else we saw. Yeah, I mean, it it was good. Yeah, I thought it was okay. It wasn't, you know, anything. Well, I'm like, okay, here's another one. Um, you think Jake Roberts should have gotten involved in this thing? Seriously, I I really don't want to see the man dying. I I just don't want to see the old man. He's doing DDP yoga, man. He's got some. He's got some fun. I I I read somewhere that he wants to get involved a little more because he thinks he can. Yeah, just, just I don't know. I personally, I just think he, you just, 
just 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 sit back, bro. Seriously. Oh, hold on. Speaking of old men, because we're talking about this, Tolly Blanchard. Did you see that piece? Oh God. Tolly, I just saw those parties. Uh, slingshot suplexes, dude. <laughs> man, he still has it. Yeah. I'll tell you, man. Tolly still has it. Hey, are are we the seeing? Is... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, gonna say, I'm gonna change. You actually, did you actually, did you actually saw what he came out with the ten pounds of silver. That U.S. that N.W.A. U.S. heavyweight uh, belt. No, it's been ages. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. What? Well, well, <laughs> go ahead. Huh? Oh, I thought you were saying uh, something. What? Oh, what uh, I was sorry. what I was gonna say is, are, are we seeing? Because you know they brought J.J. in. Are are we seeing a new version of the Horseman? Oh, is that, the is that what we're doing here? I think they're building into that. They, I've heard rumors about that. Like they're this, trying to. Does WWE own the rights to the Four Horsemen or no? I don't think so. I, I don't. If they no, used actually, it, if they used I, I it, think, it was. I, think, salute, I, think, yeah, I, don't I think, think so. Conrad Thompson owns the rights to the to the Horseman name. Oh no shit! I think so. How about that? Yeah, Conrad Thompson. I, I heard that he owns the rights to the Horseman. Well, they're alluding to something because there was no reason Arn had to come out. There was no reason Arn had to come out because he's not involved in that storyline. But he threw the four. We, if you've read and kept up with news, you've read that um, they don't even talk to Ric Flair. Yeah. Right now, like they're they're not talking. So you got FTR, who we know are full on like those guys would be horsemen. Those guys are modern day horsemen. Yeah. I don't think. And then also, I don't know if you heard the rumors, but there's also the rumors about them going after the Impact titles or even the NWA tag titles. Yeah, so that's what, let me, that's what I was getting to. Well, Sean Spears, yeah. first of all, throw him in the mix. That would be good for Sean Spears. That would be good oh, for yeah. Sean Spears because he's he's the bigger guy out of all of them. He's the bigger guy. You know he can work. That just might be what he needs. So I, I could see that. I could see him, him fitting and playing that very Wyndham kind of role. So mm. I, I could see that. And then there's rumors of, uh, of um, Nick Aldis. Nick that would be coming in, cool. coming that would be good. And being, and being that would be one. cool. I will talk. Yeah, that guy's a That'll star, be... dude. Oh yeah. So he, him, him being doubt, the man. him being the main one, especially now that we know NWA has a working relationship with AEW, Nick Aldis yeah. coming yeah. in and being that because that's the Ric Flair, that's the Ric that Flair, the, the guy with the suits, and you know the, he definitely he I mean he obviously has the ten pounds of gold. That's with a sweet Charlotte. Yeah, sweet Charlotte ten pounds. <laughs> But th- that that would be something, and I don't think he would be opposed to it because he'd be like, "I want to wrestle, and if you're going to get me here wrestling, those are the guys, FTR and Sean Spears, who we know can go." That's yeah, sounds pretty good. That would be that would be pretty pretty interesting if, if they were to Agreed. do that and put that together. And then now the with their relationship, they move everywhere when NWA yeah. starts up back oh, yeah. up again because that's the rumor that they're starting stuff again. In fact, they're doing taping sometime this month, and then in the Impact, you move all those guys, and they just like that just like the old territory days, man. That, that's, yeah. that's something oh, yeah. that would be kind of cool. Yeah. And right now, and right now, speaking about the territories, right now with Texas's mandate of uh, uh, what's it called, eliminating the masks. I don't know if you guys heard that. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course, everybody. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, I think Texas is going to be the hotbed for professional <sighs> wrestling once again. <laughs> you know, so especially when it comes to the independent team. You know. <clears throat> Yeah, I think that's uh, pretty interesting. Uh, um, so, I, I'm you know what FTR they're good. I, I'm not like oh my god FTR, but they're good. They put on good matches. If you put yeah. them with those other guys and that's a faction, I'd be into it. Uh, I'd be into it as a faction rather than just those two guys alone. 
I think that would be pretty yeah. cool. Especially if they have yeah. somebody like a Nick Aldis, who's, who's very well spoken too. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Then you know, I think it would pretty be pretty cool. So I told you guys, I I ended up watching that. Well, I didn't watch the whole thing. Um, the the women's match. Um, man, I'm a fan of Hikaru Shida, like for yes. real. And those women beat the shit out of each other. Yes. They were beating the shit out of each other. I'm not vested at all in her opponent. I just mm. wasn't from that perspective. I, like I didn't care about it from them, but they beat the crap out of each other, and I'm a Shida yeah. fan, like straight up. And she's easy on the eyes, so that helps. <laughs> but she's definitely she can work. Um, oh yeah, definitely. But, Good match, just that lacked heat because, like you said, nobody really had an attachment to. Her opponent. I don't even, I don't even know her name, dude. <laughs> that's how bad it is. Exactly. It, it, yeah. it was good, but 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 that's not that's no fault of her own. That's no. because they decided to do let's do this, this Japan thing and this and bring it in here and, and mix it in. Yeah. Um, it, you know, we've had time right. over the last year really to, for uh-huh. Sheeta to to build herself into something. Um, I, I'm gonna be and this is this sucks, but this is the way that it is. She speaks English. And even yeah. if it is kind of rough, she speaks English, so she gets her points across uh, there. That that just kind of says something to what the product you're trying to, you know, to sell. Uh, her, op- her opponent is Ryu Musanami. Yeah, who's good? Who's good? I mean, and, they, yeah. and I'm not kidding, man. They beat the crap out of each other. Look, these these chicks are hit. These chicks, these ladies, hitting harder than some of the men. Yeah. Like honestly, yeah, they were kicking strong style, ass. baby. Yeah, yeah, pretty strong style, definitely. You know, speaking of hitting hard, um, that tag match with uh, Miru and um, Kip Sabian. Oh, God. oh, Lord. I mean, this is the first time that we actually kind of really saw Miru, like, unhinged. He starts, he throws Chuck Taylor through that window in the back, beats the shit out of – I mean, he pretty much handled this match on his own. Didn't care one bit about Penelope Ford getting hit on the apron and then, you know – just dominated. Um, so it looks like they're starting to break that team up, and Miru is going to go on his own and, and hopefully get out of this rough start that he's had with this fucking gamer gimmick or whatever he's doing, you know? Oh, God, um, yeah. He's better than this. Awesome. not saying he needs to be world title chat status. Uh, nah, he's a, he's a, he, he's one of those guys that will put him, I will put him in the title chase. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, the title chase out. Not not to give him the title specifically. Yeah, the uh, challenger though. Yeah, definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. He I, should be a um. I can't think of the word, but a credible challenger. He he should uh, be a, he should be a credible challenger. You know what I mean? He doesn't necessarily uh, need to be the champ, but he should be like this guy's. A, this guy's a he's a threat. He should be yeah. booked that way, but you know he yeah he hasn't yet. I don't know what yeah, they're yeah. doing with him. It's but it's it's anything's better than the wedding angle. <laughs> yeah, should, you know what? He should. I, I, I'll tell you this. He should be. He should have been the one in the brass ring match. Seriously, he sh- he should have been. He should be the one that should be should be challenging for the TNT championship. Yeah, oh, the way I see it. Yeah, maybe maybe if uh, Scorpio Sky doesn't win, then then that's the next challenge for Darby Allen. I mean, that would be yeah, a good one too. That would be good. But, where are they going with Hangman Page with the Dark Order shit? I mean, uh, he beat yeah, Matt yeah. Hardy. Nobody cares about that match, but um, where are they going with this? I don't know. Um, I mean, I think at one point they were thinking, oh, he might end up, I don't know, maybe challenging Brody Lee for yeah. that to, to lead the, the faction kind of thing. But then, you know, unfortunately Brody passed, and it just kind of like, that threw the whole Dark Order into a, like, 
and we don't know what to do with him because you can't really boo him. Yeah. yeah, you can't really boo him, especially with all the love people had for Brody. Like you can't really boo the Dark Order. So their face yeah. now—that's not even a thing. Their their face. So yeah. what's the what's the chick that uh, on the buy-in that the other Japanese um, lady is now apparently part of the Dark Order? Maki Ito. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She that happened on being uh, uh, being the elite today. Yeah. I guess apparently that that's what they're teasing and that's what they're going with that she's a part of the Dark Order. Um, because well, Anna Jay's not there because Anna Jay's injured. So, yeah. so she's not there, but like, what's up with my girl Taya? Ty, Conti, like, why is she not? Why is she not committed? She hangs out with them all the time, and they come out to her. Like, um, why is she not in yet? I don't know what they're doing with that either. But uh, no, that's a whole that's a whole other thing. Yeah, and then probably the last thing that we didn't touch on is the tag title match, which I don't know, man. Like the way I see this, the, the, the Jericho and MJF beat the shit out of Papa Buck and bust, busted him open, and then they just kind of have a regular wrestling match for the tag titles. Like, I feel like there should have been way more heat in that match, and, and almost like the finish could have just been the Bucks becoming unhinged and beating the shit out of these guys with chairs or something. I don't know. I, I felt like it could have been better, but I, I know where they're going with, with the inner circle. It's pretty obvious that MJF's going yeah. to turn on Jericho. What surprised me is that uh, you know Sammy Guevara wasn't wasn't involved. I, I would have had Sammy Guevara involved. In... Didn't he quit? Didn't he quit the inner circle? Yeah, yeah, he quit. But I was just like, I would have had him involved for Sammy Guevara to screw Jericho and MJF mm-hmm. during the title. Match. I don't know. If Sammy Guevara is in the doghouse with AEW right now because they tried to ah, send him to Impact and they had some creative for him and he didn't agree with it. And yeah. I don't know if it's causing issues or what, but. It, it, it was it was kind of dumb. I don't remember what it was now, but like I know you heard that and you think, man, this kid's just nothing but cocky. But then I heard what the idea was, and, and it's like, wait a minute, dude, you just came off this angle over here, and yeah. if there's supposed to be some continuity between the two, yeah. If I just came off of this and you want me to do this, that it doesn't make sense. And there's nothing wrong with that in, in doing that, but it just it came off it came off bad. But no, it, like when I heard what it was, and I, again, I don't remember. I wish I did. The logical step was like, oh, dude, he's kind of right. Like that would yeah. not be the logical step. To, he to he was, I, I think he was supposed to like, wasn't he like supposed to win the X? I guess they wanted he wanted to win the X division title. Yes, with them to AEW or something like that. Th- that was something with it, and and it yeah. like whatever idea he had, like that I remember hearing, uh-huh. it made sense. And it was like, yeah, if you pull, if you play that off on on Dynamite, and then you come over here to Impact and do this. And then go back to Dynamite with that, like that actually makes sense. But they didn't want to do that, so it yeah. was like, oh, okay. Uh, so I, I don't completely blame him. We know he's made mistakes before. Um, yeah, he's gonna be uh, fine. In the long it, run. Yeah, this ain't the first mistake he's made. No, for whatever. So, <laughs> no, he's made plenty of mistakes. I don't know how many times you could give a guy a chance like that, and and, and you know, and and not only that, the uh, I, I think what really ah uh, I keep forgetting. I mean, you know what I'm? Oh. The match itself, it just—I'm like Jesus, you know. I don't, you know, as much as I love the Young Bucks, good tag team. It just seems their matches are just like they're beginning to become kind of stale now. Spot, spot, yeah. spot, spot, yeah. spot, it's, spot, it's spot, like, spot. Dude, I'm like false finish, okay. false finish, false finish. Yeah, it's like, okay, this was cool three, four years ago. We need something better here. Come on, man, seriously. You know, it's I don't know. Uh, what do you guys think? Seriously, am, am I wrong? 
Am I seeing this wrong? Or well, they're enjoyable, but it is. Every big match they have like that is nothing but spot, 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 spot. And um, yeah. I, I, did, I saw a clip of this online somewhere, but the uh, the sequence that Nick did when he, he kicked he kicked somebody in the head, and then he jumped in the ring to do something, and then he flipped to the outside. Like uh, I've seen that spot before in that exact sequence. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, it's one thing if you have a move, like you just brought up Ric Flair a little while ago, where Ric Flair gets tossed in the corner and flips over. Yeah. You know, does it. That, that's that's one move. <laughs> Nick Jackson yeah. has an entire sequence of stuff he does that I've seen uh-huh. in several different pay-per-views now. It's like, yeah. you know, <laughs> this move, then it's this, then it's that. I'm like, I, I watched that before. I thought yeah. that when I saw it, I was like, I've, I've seen this. This is the same yeah. thing, so. Yeah, I understand what you mean. Uh, I mean, there's no, it's still entertaining. But no, no, it, it, it's entertaining. But it's, like, I've seen this, man. It's never something a little bit new. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it just goes to the point that it gets old. Just try to do something new, you know? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just a mark. What do I know? <laughs> for real, man. For real. Definitely. I'm trying to look for the lineup of the of the pay-per-view and see if there's anything that I wanted to talk about that we missed. Uh, well, we're, uh, the, the, the pre-show, uh, tag team between, uh, Dr. Britt Baker, Maki Ito, versus Thunder Rosa, and, uh, Riho. Yeah, well, I didn't, I didn't watch the pre-show. It wouldn't load on anything that was, was it was pretty good, actually. Good. It was pretty good, actually. You know, it was, uh, you know, for some reason, I don't know, like I said, the women's, the women's division is, it's getting there. It's not as good as the the other one the other division but it's it's getting there i'm like the fact that they bring in these japanese wrestlers you know it's kind of it's kind of helping the balance in a way there you know i'm guessing some of these japanese wrestlers are teaching the you know the the, the rest of the women's division you know how to work i want to say uh but uh i was you know what i actually love my maki ito seriously she's a firecracker i like her well, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna watch that. I, I do like to watch the buy-in. I like um, Britt Baker's entertaining. She's not the the best wrestler, but she's entertaining. Um, yeah, Thunder Rosa kills it. Like oh, yeah. like she's good. So uh, and Rio, uh, you know, the first Ma- chance. Makito, so. from what I understand, is not the best worker either. But she's she's got a very good character and personality. Charismatic. That, yeah, that's what kind of gets her over. This is what Meltzer was saying. I, I don't know. I've never seen her. Uh huh. Um, we will find out because apparently she's a part of the Dark Order now, like I was telling you. Yeah, so, she's she's yeah. actually uh, I guess she was like a, a former pop idol or something like that in Japan. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. And, uh, yeah, and she quit. I guess she quit music. I guess she quit and decided to go into wrestling. So. Yeah, she kind of she, she, she reminds you of Ch- uh, Chung Lee from Street Fighter, in a way. <laughs> yeah, that's. Okay, Vic. <laughs> Sorry, hey man. I can't help you, man. Japanese girls are cute, man. Seriously. What's the What's the name of uh, What's the name of that ra- uh, that rapper that recently said they wanted to become a WWE star? Oh, Bow Wow. Was it Bow Wow? Oh man, oh, yeah. yeah, Bow Wow, yeah. So I thought what's you were, I thought you were going to equate uh, Maka Ito or whatever to uh, to Bow Wow. What's up with Bad Bunny? <laughs> Bad Bunny's just there to get them ratings and the Hispanic yeah. audience. Really, huh? I saw that on Ma. Huh. <laughs> okay. He, he's there to get um, Damian Priest over, which is working. Well, Damian Priest is—he's good. Like, he, he's actually yeah. entertaining to watch. 
Um, but he's there to get him over and, and make that Hispanic star because they still want the Hispanic star, man. They want a Hispanic yeah. star in WWE. They haven't had one since Ray, but Ray's you know, Ray's kind of beat up, man. To be honest with you, Ray's kind of yeah. beat up. He's getting to the point like his career is winding down. He thought I was going to be Andrade. It could be Andrade, but Andrade doesn't speak English. Like not oh, he he, do, he does. It's getting yeah. there. It's getting there. But Damian Priest, being that Puerto Rican man, he speaks fluent English and fluent Spanish. So yeah, and, he, he's and, their hero right have, now. They have Andrade on the shelf right now, huh? He hasn't appeared on, TV, on WWE TV at all. Yeah, I think so. The last time I heard him speak any English, it was getting much better than when he yeah. was with Zelina Vega. Like, it, well, it's getting well, better. Man, he's, Charlotte, hey, hey, Charlotte when, understands him, so. <laughs> yeah, well, of course, man. The, from what I've been hearing. The language, I, the language of love. The language of love. Yeah, there, <laughs> there you go, man. <laughs> Yeah, imagine they have kids together, man. Fucking what? That, that's like four generations. That's four generations of uh, wrestling blood right there. Right. Jesus. Yeah, big time. So we touched everything on the pay per view, the points that we wanted to. We said we wanted to keep it, you know, roughly about an hour or so. Uh, and uh, we're there. We, we, we yeah, did close. it. Yeah. So we made it, trying to just, like, I think all of us just really wanted to be like, Man, talk to me about that final, that ending. To the, to the oh, ending. yeah. So, I mean, again, looking at probably turning it into the storyline now because you don't really have a choice. I mean, they're going to they're gonna play it off some way. It's like, oh, that was meant to happen. We suckered you into this whole thing. You know, no, no, to do so that made you look like a I'll fool. I'll share this with you guys. I, I saw this on a squared circle on um, Reddit. Hold on, I sent it to one of my buddies. So... Someone said Eddie Kingston should come out on Dynamite and say he laid there for so long because he was humiliated. He betrayed his tough guy persona to save someone he shouldn't care even care about. Someone who, it turned out, didn't need saving because the bombs couldn't hurt a flea. He wasn't embarrassed that the bomb was a dud. He was embarrassed that he revealed his true self. <laughs> That's how you get out of it, dude. Hey, you either do that, bro, or you buy all into the gimmick. And you come oh, out with an eye patch shit. and your head wrapped in gauze. <laughs> like, there you go. <laughs> you're like, there you I go. got an eye patch on and just my head wrapped in gauze and just like I'm all limbed oh, up, man. coming out with you know a brace on your exactly. shoulders, just like man, what I just went through. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was so bad. It was Horrible. so you know bad. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you another. Uh, I'll give you a, little, a positive light on this pay per view. Uh, this is actually the pay-per-view that first time that actually me and my dad actually enjoyed. <laughs> oddly, oddly, no, oddly enough, my dad is not a WWE fan. No, really? he, was always, he, was, he was always the old school AAA uh, Impresa, you know, the Mexican wrestling style. But when he went, when we started watching uh, AEW, he was just impressed. His favorite wrestler is Hangman Page. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Yeah, yeah. He, we need more cowboy gimmicks in wrestling. That's true. Cowboy gimmicks and 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 gimmick uh, stats when he comes out because yeah. those are always the ones to watch. Like what it says about him, like on the yeah, <laughs> on the thing above his record and stuff. Those yeah. are the best. Como se dice, como se dice yeehaw? Yeah, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> como se dice yeehaw when he wrestled uh, Penta in Phoenix. That, that was yeah. funny. Um, Definitely. We all know he's the one that's going to be. It's a slow build for that guy. 
it's whatever gosh. they got planned for him. It's a completely slow build because we all know they plan to make him the face of the company long term. Oh yeah, because because oh, yeah. he's young, and we've known that since day one. But I'm kind of glad they're doing it slow and not giving him stuff that he hasn't. Not that he hasn't earned it, but like you know, it's gonna it's gonna Roman mean something more. It. Yeah, it, it's it's the chase to it. It's the chase yeah. to it. And I when you I think with him, the live audience is kind of essential. To, to him doing that, so you like you give him stuff that he can do that's entertaining for now. Give him the wins, give him a title here and there. That's not the world title, but the world title chase begins when you get fans a, a packed house full of fans. Is when you start you making, imagine, making that chase. Can you imagine Hangman Page winning the ten pounds of gold? The Mid Atlantic shall rise again. <laughs> he's a he's a Virginia guy. Yeah, he is. He Think is. about it. You know, the Virginia Tech. No, even yeah, he, he did yeah. all that. So there's lots to go from here. Um, it's more entertaining because there is some fans in the building. That's oh, definitely, yeah. you know, that that translates pretty well on did, on, did the, hear, on the TV. Did you guys hear anything on the Billy Corgan's NWA? I guess they're signing an exclusive deal with Fight. Oh, is that what it is with Fight? I heard, yeah. heard, heard, heard yeah, that. Yeah, they took all of their they took all of their stuff out of YouTube, so now you have to, I think, buy Fight to get like NWA power. Mm. Well, that ain't gonna happen anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> so well, no, and I did hear you know New Japan is looking at uh, access, uh, renewing that deal with access because access is kind of like why did we let this go? Like they're kind of yeah. looking back and saying we we made a mistake in doing this. So I'm waiting for that one. I'm waiting for yeah, New Japan that, to come back on. I also heard Jay TV. White's a free agent, <coughs> and WWE is after him. So uh, might be a bad move. Might yeah. be a bad move. So that yeah, okay, real I, quick. Last last thing I want to bring up, and then we'll, we'll let it out of here. The, the Peacock deal. What do you guys know about the Peacock that, deal? That Peacock deal sucks. Well, well it's they're cheaper, a, right? Right now, now it is. Right like now it is. Four months for ten bucks or some crazy shit like that, just to kind of get you in, and then it's like five ninety nine a month or something like that. So I thought it was five bucks right now to get in because yeah. they don't have the whole library. And then, so like the first few months is like five bucks, and then by SummerSlam, I, I think it's ten. Oh, so they're they're up in it then. I, I think okay. is what I read today. That, that's why I I and I know we've been busy. A lot of us have been busy, but I think that's what I threw in the chat. It's like, hey, is it, am I reading this right? Is this really five bucks? Because for five bucks, I'll pick it up for a few months, and then I still have the network because I still watch the big shows. So I may still keep that, and then you just you get everything. Plus, I can watch Punky Brewster. I guess we'll see what that shit's like. <laughs> Yeah, something like. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. I would want to watch on the WWE Network right now is the Broken Skull sessions. Those are really good, dude. Yeah, I have to catch up, dude. But yeah, he. I like Austin as an interviewer. I'm actually bummed he's doing that instead of his actual podcast. Me too. Uh, But he is. He's a good interviewer because he knows his stuff. He knows his stuff. He actually like does his research. I actually enjoyed his interview with uh, Tony Khan a while back. Uh, and this podcast? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was um, pretty good, actually. Jericho really? still kills it as far as that stuff, but Steve Austin is very good. I do miss the fact that he doesn't have a podcast. And if, you ha- if you've if you never watched, um, and I haven't watched all of them, what's the show he has that airs after Raw? Um, uh, straight Up Stone Cold. Straight Up Stone Cold, like Straight that? Up Steve Austin or whatever. It's actually not yeah. bad. It's actually not bad. Like, really? like, check it out. Yeah, it's actually not that bad. And it's only like half an hour, so it's not even anything like, you know, not getting anything crazy. But it's actually yeah. not that bad. Yeah. It's, worth, it's worth to watch if you like the guest that's on there. Yeah, I actually saw the, the episode with uh, Brett Favre. Him and Brett Favre spent the day together. 
Oh, really? But, I actually watched the one with Luke Combs, and I don't have yeah. an interest in Luke Combs, but I thought it was interesting. So I was yeah, like, I oh, a, not bad. Cool. Yeah, that's their fishy, uh, trout fishy, and uh, <laughs> hunting. Just yeah, pretty funny. They, just, they do whatever the guest wants to do for the day, yeah. and as they're doing it, Steve's just talking to him. He's interviewing him. That, yeah, that's that's what the show is. Might have so, to check it out. Yeah, so I mean, like, yeah, with with uh, Luke Combs, they went off roading and stuff, and they just like, went fishing with Brett Favre and stuff. So yeah, it's actually kind of cool. So it might be worth checking out. All right, gentlemen, any anything else that anybody wants to bring up? Yeah. Before we got we got a good time on this. You know, everybody yep. everybody works early, or most of us do. Some of us do. Yeah, so some of us do. We're we're in that in that time frame. Didn't didn't keep it to anything crazy. So what? Well, hey, okay, now before we kind of okay, did you actually recorded the but recorded this? Oh, <laughs> I, I, I thought <laughs> you were gonna tell me you recorded something. Yeah, bro, I've did been I've been checking this? I've been checking that um uh, okay. every every so often. <laughs> yeah, we, we're good. I, I'm just letting you know because the yeah. last time we had two hours of footage that was so gold. That's <laughs> That was so that was that was that was the Tiger days of pandemic, bro. I know what you're talking about. Those were the Tiger King days of pandemic. <laughs> that, that was that long ago. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, we did though, Mike. You know, we, we recorded an episode. It was gold. We were on fire as far as the jokes and all that kind of stuff. For whatever reason it didn't record. <laughs> like Damn, on my dude. end. Yeah. Uh, I was like, dude, I I, had to, I texted the guys. I'm like, dude, record, dude. He's like, what? That was like cold. We were on fire. <laughs> yeah. All the jokes we were making day, and stuff. We had, I think we had, day, I think we had Ryan on too. I think Ryan was on that episode yeah. too. We were like, dude, we were on uh, fire. Yeah. It was like nothing. Got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Try to find that spark to this day. We just couldn't find it now. <laughs> we're trying. We're trying. Man. Anyway, whatever, Vic. Hey, thanks for checking us out. You know where to find us, uh, so we'll catch you later. Kayfabe Culture is part of the Extraordinary Culture Podcast universe. You can email us at exocast at yahoo.com. We're also on social media. You can find us on Instagram at exoculture. We're on Facebook at exocult. We're on Twitter at exocultcast. You can listen to Extraordinary Culture or Kayfabe Culture on Podomatic, iTunes, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify. You can YouTube Extraordinary Culture Podcast, or you can ask your smart home device to play the Extraordinary Culture Podcast.